Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all hard style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light is on for the Green Light On podcast. Yeah, a little bit of green light on Premier Racing podcasting uh, for a midweek, a hump day. Hello and welcome to the pod. Uh, looking forward to Sandown Park Thursday night, which is what this pod is all about. I am going to give tips, though, straight off the top for the Pink Diamond. Now, obviously, we, we recorded the box draws. Myself, Nathan Rooney, Mitchell Bayer in the Sports Bet Studios over the weekend uh, with that initial... I guess, selection for each of the races, but I've had a little bit more of an in-depth look, still going with pretty much everything that I I thought initially. I think sometimes you can overdo the form. So uh, when you see a box draw, you know what you're looking for, and if they draw the right place, well, it it makes it easier to select. So we'll quickly go through those. Friday night, obviously, for the Pink Diamond finals, 12 of them group listed. My best bet is race one, number five, Renegade Kachis. I think this is a serious conveyance on the up, and and he can reel off a phenomenal first section, which which will seem pretty hard to beat. I'll, I'll spill the beans eventually. Uh, race two, I'm going with one Webley Wolf on top, drawn to run very well. Race number three, now, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Aston Ulysses cross Tiger time. I'm really not too sure. I think the market will separate that duo out from the rest. Uh, I do expect Kasimi to run a bit of a race out wide if she can miss King Kaboom, but if I'm forced to pick one, we may as well jump on the Aston Ulysses bandwagon. Everyone else is tipping him, and yeah, 400's the concern. It might just be a little too short. Crashed and Simba's girl, we heard that on the podcast the other day. They were the main two in race four, the Princess Final. I'm going to go with Simba's girl. I think that pace is, is key. The last 30 or 40 might be a little bit of a concern, but should take some catching. Race five, exploded. Happy to go with him. Looks a serious type. He's drawn perfectly. And for a young dog, he's he's not two until the 5th of October. Uh, phenomenal effort to see him racing in a 680-metre feature final worth 25000 where he'll probably be an even-money favourite. So credit to the, uh, the Tulios. They've done a terrific job with him. Race six, one of my better bets of the night as well. Your colour room, I think he's a serious conveyance. He had no right to win last time. He'll be hard to beat. Uh, Race seven, the rookie sprinter final. Uh, I am going here with Baby JC on top number two. Uh, I do like a few in the race. Obviously, Cracker Jack Bull, Navarino, if they get the right runs, they're going to be hard to beat. But Baby JC is very, very well performed for a rookie sprinter final. Race eight, transponder for me. I think the draw brings him right into this. Uh, there's some big guns to beat, though, but happy to go with Transponder, what could be a night uh, to remember for Team Tulio. They combine with Jason Thompson with this one. Race nine, the rookie short course, hard to go past Gun-Eye Bold. He's going to need luck from the draw, but he is the best dog in the race. Race number 10, the short course champion final. I'm going with Silver Brood. I think he is a, an absolute machine, a, a beautifully oiled machine. He'll be hard to beat race 10, number three. The 11th race, still going with Soda Mac, number Number five, despite the awkward draw in race 12, the last. Thought it was hard, but mystery chill. Um, if this greyhound can reproduce what she did at uh, Shep last time, I think she's just going to be too good for them. So happy to go race 12, number eight. But for this episode of the podcast, we're doing things a little bit upside down. Inside Info. Well, I scour through the form guides for Sandown Park on Thursday night. The name just keeps bobbing up. It is Team Delbridge, 11 starters at headquarters on Thursday night. I thought we'd get them in earlier in the show, Lisa Delbridge, to have a bit of a chat about these before I do my forms so I know and we get the inside info before I give away my tips. Lisa, hello to you. Yeah, good, thanks, James. Hey, you're elevating up the list. Normally we get you at the end of the show, but you've given us that much good info over the last, I reckon, 12, 18 months that we've put you on pretty much straight off the top. You'd be happy about that. 
Oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I reckon you'd be more happier if you can secure a few winners um, at Sandown on Thursday night. Uh, starting off with race two, number one, Crystal Bale. You've got two in the second race, uh, drawn the inside and the outside. Now, interesting race because Crystal Bale's explosive away from the traps, and we saw that last week, led all of the way, went 29.67 but went 5.06 early. Uh, Spring Casper, on the other hand, so they get back run on tie. I feel like if you put them one out, there probably wouldn't be much between them, but the draw probably does favour the favourite, according to the watchdog Crystal Bale. Is that the way you see it? Yeah, that's right. I mean, he's um, he's badly drawn off the outside, but with Casper, I said um, he heads to the fence, so nine times out of ten, he's not that explosive out of the box, so he gets behind him and he's, he runs on along the rail, So, but she should be... Um, if she can, you know, begin like she did um, last week, um, there's no reason why she can't lead that field again. It'd give you confidence too, wouldn't it, knowing that you go through her last five starts, she split under 5.07 at the uh, the two Metro tracks in four of the five last starts, so she's very consistent the way she gets out. Yeah, she is, and that uh, it's, that's her attribute. She, she's got early pace. She just, um, Meadows, she just seems to um, sort of, get run down over the top of up, up the straight. But, I mean, she was a good run the other day at, at Sandown, so um, hopefully she can do that again. It looked like she almost ran it out stronger at Sandown than she does at the Meadows. And I think we might have even spoken about this in the past, and I'm pretty sure your response was that uh, the city tracks are a little bit different in that sense and, and that Greyhounds will perform better at one over the other. Do you feel that could be the case with her? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm positive because... Mm. Um, her run at, on, like, Sunday was totally different to her run the week before at the Meadows. And I, I say it all the time, like, I, I've said it with Yachi Bale, he, he can't handle the Meadows, but he, he goes good at Sandown. And, you know, there's other dogs that vice versa. So, I mean, Meadows is, is a very hard track. It's very tight. It's a tight track, but quite two turn track. So, but, um, yeah, like... If she can run sand down, why not? That's good. <laughs> mm, yeah, well, you'd be happy either Metro track, really, wouldn't you, if you had to uh, to pick one. Race three, Whitley Bales, one out for you in this race, drawn box number five. And she's a pretty consistent little dog, never too far away. She's won 10 with uh, 16 placings from 49. What do you make of her chances? Um, she, I mean, she's always in there with a, with a chance. She, um, she gives 100%. She, you know... She, she tries hard. She doesn't doesn't care if she gets knocked around. She, you know, she she tries her guts out. So um, she'd be in it with a chance. Next race, Landon Bale seven, Kahim Bale box eight. Who I reckon six months ago he looked like he might have been just about at the end of his career. He's now four and a half, <laughs> Kahim Bale, and I reckon least he's just about going as well as he ever has. Yeah, the old boy. Um, I mean, he hasn't had a lot of starts for his whole career because he's. Very injury prone throughout the throughout his racing career, but um, no, he's still going good, and um, it's a tough race though. Like there's a couple of good dogs in that race, that, and and um, off the track. But Lionel, as he's known, Landon Bailey, um, if he can run like he's 1760s, like he did at uh, Meadows on Saturday. Um, I still knew he wasn't far enough in front, though, with their two dogs behind him. But um, that's that's where he, he puts a space on him down the back. That's his, um, you know, his main part to his racing. But, um, I mean, if he, he can get out and, you know, who knows. But, I mean, you've got big energy in there and, um, you know, we know what he can do. So 
it'll be yeah, it's it's a tough race, but you, you never know. Do you feel like Landon Bell's got a big race in him? Like I, I think that pace that he just shows on such a regular basis, and like you say, even last week, five oh five, what was it, seventeen sixty down the back at the Meadows. You, you almost feel with those sections, there's going to be a a big group race, whether it be a Group One, a Group Two, or a Group Three. There's there's going to be one in store for him very soon. Yeah, well, we hope so. I mean, he's made a couple of group finals now, and um, we just need Amron Boy and Kelsey Bale to retire or something so we can have a go, <laughs> get a chance. Because every time I think he's led, led they've run him down in, um, like he ran second or third in the Silver Chief or whatever to Amron Dan, uh, Amron Boy, and you know, like they're always there. But I mean, they're superstars, so. I'm, you know, he's our superstar anyway, so it doesn't really matter what happens. You don't mind getting beat when you're getting beat by champions, that's for sure. Uh, that's next, right. next race, Lease, you've got a couple uh, to look forward to. Jarek Bale, Valor Bale uh, and Zohar Bale. So more than a couple, you've got three. I, I just love what Jarek Bale's doing. He's had over 100 starts. I know he hasn't won for a while, but um, I reckon he is racing full of merit. Um, just not having a great deal of luck. So, how do you how do you rate this? The fast class event over the middle distance. A, I love the fact there's a free for all over five ninety five. That's as rare as hen's teeth. And uh, B, you've got three of the what seven runners. So you'd be happy with that. Yeah. Well, we um, with the well, we sort of entered those dogs to put a race on, and thank God other people entered too. So, because once you get up to grade ones and grade twos, it's hard to find it find a race, but um, we're lucky enough to have three or four or five that we can put in over the 600 if we need need to be. But um, if they were if they were shorter noms, Ailey Bale would have been in there too just to make a race up. But um, she's she, we didn't need to sort of enter her. But um, the old the old man off the red, he um, he's going as you said, he's going just as good as probably what he has been doing. He's just I'm just unlucky. We took him to Brisbane the last couple of weeks and he's rattled on good, so, you know, over the distance. But um, he's got the red, so hopefully he can come out and hold his line and um, lead a race where, what, how he normally does lead races. But, um, you know, there's other dogs in there, Valor Bale and, and Zohar's got the pink. But, um, I mean, he was a huge run um, a couple of weeks ago. At Sandown, so um, you you never know. Hey, I'm with, I'm with the old man, Lee. So I'm with Jarek Bale. Yeah. I, I like him off the red. I think he's been look. He went five fifteen four starts ago in a five fifteen meter race. So if he does that mm. over six hundred, I think he can land in front. And I was just bemused by the uh, the stats he has. He's won thirty six races from hundred and two. Pretty much all of them, you know, top end races. Eight wins from box one, eight wins from box two, and eight wins from box eight. That that's staggering. That's twenty four career wins from either one, two, or eight. He's been such yeah. a wonderful dog for you guys. Yeah, and a lot of people didn't think he was an outside dog. So <laughs> to win that many off the pink as the same as the inside, it's yeah, it's quite remarkable. But um, I mean, he hasn't run a race since I think I think the Cup final. I think back on Boxing Day, but um, he has had some time off with, you know, injuries and whatever else, but he's um, put him over the wrong distances and, and whatever, but um, he's back up to where he should be and um, going just as good as 
um, he was before. What do you reckon the key is to that, Lise? Because I reckon you have really good success with dogs and keeping them going. Like, we see Kaheem Bale four and a half and going as quick as ever. I know Jarek Bale's not winning at the moment, but he's still racing really, really good and just not having a great deal of luck. And he's he's almost four and a half. What do you, what do you put that down to? I don't know. <laughs> really, I, just, I, I, don't, I don't know. It's just, um, you know, because we keep thinking, well, they're going to tell us sooner or later when they've had enough. But when they come and they keep running, like Kahim not that long ago was running 22.30 over the short veterans race, you know, like at Geelong and, and the times that he has been running and Jarek the same, even though, as you said, he hasn't run, won a race, but he's still competitive. Like even... Third over the 500 metres, a couple of starts back at Sandown, which, you know, he was coming home over the top of him. But um, I don't know what it is. I'm just actually said to Buck the other day, I go, oh, it would be nice if we just got another six months out of him to have another tilt at the Sale Cup. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. But um, that would be nice. But, um, yeah, it's – I don't know why they, they can still keep – going. They just must love it, I suppose. They seem like they do, and wouldn't that be nice? Uh, doing a bit of wickets, yeah. I suppose, down at the <laughs> Sale Cup. Uh, Springport, Gary Black owns this one, and you've had a really good uh, partnership with Gary over the last few years. You won a stand-down cup with that front-running stayer. How do you see the chances of Springport from an awkward draw? Oh, very awkward draw. He had box seven on, uh, no, box eight on Sunday, and I thought he was nearly going to win, but he just got run off on the at the 600 boxes, but um, it's a bit different this race to Sunday's race. So um, I don't know whether you'll get across or whether, yeah, he's an, a maybe, and if, if he may be. So the 10 of 11 go before race number six or seven. You've got Graceland Boy, race seven, number five, and then on to race 11, Jalper Bale. So I'm, I'm not too sure, Lise, how you organise with the graders to get all of these nice early races because me and the better half have got one dog in and we've lobbed in race number 12, so I'm stuck there all night. But what do you make, firstly, of those last two? Graceland Boy's drawn the squeeze, uh, Jalper Bale, box six. You've got a few pretty ordinary draws in a way on Thursday night. What do you what do you see of those two? Anything? Um, well, to start with, the graders didn't do us too well because they could have put us in race eight or something, be our last, not sit around till race 11. <laughs> but anyway, um, Graceland boy, um, he's having his, it'll be, I think his third start over the six of uh, the 596, 600 metres. Um, he led two starts back and then, um, Dave Crawford's dog that, um, Pickled Piper, Piper Pickle, whatever it's called. <laughs> pickled Piper. <laughs> pickled Piper. Um, you know, run him down. And, but um, he has got pace early, so he can he could lead off off the middle middle traps. But um, Jalpa Bale, um, Mark was a little bit disappointed last week because she had the, the red and he thought she should have just about won, but um, she just got held up on the rail and couldn't get a, a run at him. But... Be interesting to see what she does off out wide because um, I don't think she's drawn off wide very often. So, but um, yeah, how's the uh, she, how's the King Yachi going at home? Is he just cruising along the uh, the Melbourne Cup champ? Does he still wear the crown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um, oh, he's been a bit of a, a nightmare actually. He just has some little niggling injuries. We get them right. We took him to Albion Park last Thursday and trolled him old ordinary, but he's come back as, as, as sore again. So um, 
actually a few dogs come back from Albion Park sore. So um, just muscle, you know, general muscle soreness. But um, but yeah, he'll be he'll be right. Well, it's a we'll big, get him back. It's get a big him back to Sandown. It's a big operation, Lise, and you can hear just as we chat to you how much you love it. There's eleven runners in. You're completely all over the form. You love the racing. You love the dogs. We love you here on the podcast. You know what I'm going to ask you last, don't you? What have you got something for these battlers here, myself included, to follow from your kennel? Because every time you've given us something, you've only given us a good one to follow. I tell you. Oh, um, I haven't got anything coming through. Well, I've got a dog that's having his first five hundred at Bendigo on Friday. Shanlin Wild. Um, he's. He's a he's 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 won a race and he's run a couple of placings. He's he's still a bit green, but I've put him up over five hundred to see whether he can. Um, I know I, I'm positive he'll run the five hundred, but just to see whether he can get a clear run and and show us what he can do. So um, he he'd be one to to follow, and I suppose the other one's Corborn Domino, who mm. um, but he's um, he's just. He's so green in a field and he wants the fence so bad. I'm just hoping that in time he learns to race straight. But um but his two two wins in the last three have been absolutely phenomenal. So um yeah, he's another one that hopefully um continues on. I could hear Marky in the background. I reckon that's the most we've heard from him for a while. Just He'll be in, was it Saturday? or? Yeah, he'll be in Saturday Meadows. Yeah. All right, beautiful. Yeah. We'll black book those hope runners. For, I'll, ask for, I'll hope for an inside draw. Yeah, that's right. God help us if he ever draws the pink or something. <laughs> no, well, good luck, Lise. We appreciate your time as always. Say good day to Marky in the background, and yep. I'll probably see you Thursday night. So all the best for yep. the 11 runners no in town. Thank you. Run of the week. I did mention that this podcast may be slightly turned on its head and you can see why we've gone with the special guest off the top, mainly because Lisa's got 11 runners in at uh, headquarters, which is a phenomenal effort. And, yeah, I reckon uh, there's going to be a few winners for Team Dalbridge uh, at the Meadows this week. Looking back to run of the week from last week, was a little bit light on just 10 races. I thought Never Be Alone was the run of the night for mine. Um not just because of the way that she was able to win, jumping to the front, running the ragged, but the fact of the matter being she's so consistent away. She has been leading race after race, week after week, and getting run down. And, yeah, there was no stopping her. It was like she was a bit of a dog on the mission, uh, never be alone, and she was terrific last week from box number four. Set. Racing, flying out was Never Be Alone. Landed two lengths in front of Rocky Roll through to second and Mighty Lucifer on the outside. Closure rails through and has got to make up three lengths on Never Be Alone. Back to second last, Raven Quail. Misty Amy last. Never Be Alone has gone for home. Out by three and a half. And the others have bumped behind them. Rocky Roll and Closure Brush. Deeper on the track was Mighty Lucifer. But Never Be Alone is away. And Never Be Alone gets a well-deserved win by five or six on Closure. That's why I rate uh, Daniel Hibbert is such a very good caller. Uh, Very deserved win. And he nailed that because she had been knocking on the door and she deserved to, to crack it for another Metropolitan win. Well done to Paul Bartolo, who's consistently been running a drum with her, but knowing she's up to the class. And, yeah, well-deserved win. Uh, the right way to put it for never be alone getting home last Thursday. Thursday's preview. Well, we 
now have the inside word on all of the Delbridge runners, which is going to help us dissect the 12 race card at the Meadows at Sandown rather this week. Uh, maybe the Meadows, who knows? But uh, that's more for the next episode, I suppose. Uh, race number one, kick-starting the night. The Warrigal to Sandown, one to four win final. Just sort of going on and on, aren't I, at the moment? But um, this one here, I do like uh, number three, highly alert. Showing terrific early speed. Good run at Sandown with no luck a couple of starts ago. I think we'll jump up on the speed and take um, a fair bit of stitching from there. The white brindle son of Fernando Power, which is oh so popular. Race two, uh, I like Crystal Balmanoli, Magic and Xanadu. The reason I like Xanadu is because she's got a 29.47 PB. Not really doing that at the moment, but she's been in pace races. Um, and the pace, again, is in this Crystal Bale and Manoli Magic. One of those should lead. Therefore, one of them are going to be pretty hard to beat. Race number three, going with Pepita. Uh, I think she might just get the right drag into this race. Was solid behind Baby JC last time. Uh, she's definitely got a big motor and, and should be storming home. Race four, going with Big Energy on top. He's an excitement machine. Uh, a bit of a forgive run last start, but I like him drawn closer to the rails. I think that's where we'll see the best of him. Race five, we heard from Lisa Dalbridge, the old uh, warhorse Jarek Bale. I think it's going to be mighty, mighty hard to beat. He just is the gift that keeps giving. He's drawn perfectly in the red. Um, I think he speed maps well for this, and he's going to take a whole lot of beating. Race number six, grade four over the 515. Um, I'm going with Love As Bale here, number three. I reckon he's got the speed to lead. He's got form behind uh, Postman Patton Firehose in his last two, and I reckon we'll sit back in a couple of months and say that is uh, a very, very good form line indeed. Race 7, thought this was one of the harder races of the night over the 5.95. Uh, looking potentially towards Dewana Sensation, who was really good winning last time, went 34.17. Uh, that was from the red, though, has to do it from box 7. When she wins, she runs terrific time. If she doesn't win, she's down the track. So hopefully she can cross from 7, find a place, but the draw is the biggest concern there. Race 8, another 5.95. Uh, thought this was a pretty hard race, to be fair. I might have a small each-way play on uh, number five, Internal Affairs. I think he's got a big motor, and he does race pretty well here at the track and distance. On then to race number nine. Not the easiest night of Greyhound racing, I don't think, from Sandown Park. We got on Cosmic Sin last time at the Meadows. Uh, he didn't let, let us down, but that was from the red in a race without a lot of speed, whereas it's, it's sort of flipped a little bit here, drawn awkwardly in six with pace off the rails. So I'm going to go 90-mile queen. Uh, promising type on the up, drawn well in box number two, and Team Thompson wouldn't have her in the kennel from Queensland um, unless there's some some class there. So happy to go that way. Race number 10, I do like Zulu Blast, was an emphatic winner running down Aston Luciano last time. I, I don't think we realised how good that, that run was because Aston Luciano's very strong. He's a promising youngster, and he reeled off phenomenal sectionals, and it took something even better uh, from Zulu Blast to get there and run him down. I think he draws well in a race that hasn't got a ridiculous amount of speed. I was tempted to make him my best bet of the night. Race 11 going with Shimastella on top. Again, I'm, I'm tipping her. She can be a little bit hit or miss, but I think she's got a really big engine, drawn okay. And uh, race 12, the last time, oh, going with the, the better half's dog here. Aston Roman on top, number seven. I think his run at Warrigal was better than it looked on paper. He found early trouble, and he was trying to go forward and, and cut out, and he hit the line in good time. So I think he's ready to perform well in town. There are a few chances. Raven Parrot to meet her, just to name a few. That is the last at uh, Sandown Park at 10.24. Hunters Punting Club. Alrighty-o, the Punters Punting Club. Uh, I'm going to go $10 each way, race six, number three. Love as bail. I reckon he's going to land in front and take uh, a whole lot of catching. 
And the other one that I'm going to play is a race 10, number three, Zulu Blast. Depending on the price, if we're getting over even money, I'll have 15 each way, under even money. Might just go $30 the win. But gamble responsibly. Chances are you are going to lose. Uh, gambles help. 1-800-858-858-858. Or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. You'd think I would get that right with how many times I've been saying it late. Anyway, that's all. That's all for this uh, podcast edition for Sandown Park. Hope you've enjoyed it. A little bit different, a little bit upside down. But what do they say? A change is as good as a holiday. <laughs> Until next time, punters, there's been no holiday. So safe travelling and happy punting.